0: Why, hello, and welcome back to Coworked, the podcast where I, your host, TJ Marchbank, sit down with people I used to work with, because you might not know who I am, but I guarantee you know who I've worked with. Welcome back. I know we took a little bit of a break there for about two weeks. That's because I had a family emergency. Everything is fine now, and we are back. And since our last episode, good news, the writer's strike has ended. They came to a deal, which is great. SAG-AFTRA is still out there. So keep the good vibes going that they come to a deal soon, but the writer strike is done and that's awesome, especially because of my guest this week, who is a writer, who I originally worked with at BuzzFeed, go figure. We worked on a show called You Do You, where we first met and then she became a resident at BuzzFeed and we sat right next to each other. She is one of the funniest people I have ever met. And she is an extremely talented writer and currently is working on a little show called Abbott Elementary. I am so honored to introduce Kate Peterman.
1: How are you doing? I'm
0: good. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I put together two lawn chairs yesterday and I'm very proud of them.
0: That's amazing. I, so what's, what's been new? What's been going on?
1: I went to Ireland recently. That was
0: sick. I know. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like anything I say pales in comparison to the fact that you and Kate brought life into the world and you now have two precious angels. <laughs> is that Pete? Is that Pete behind you? That was so cute. It was such a like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Just a little there And there he is. Little Pete butt.
1: Yeah. He has no boundaries here. I tried. When he was little and he would climb everything and I would spray him and he just started drinking the spray bottle water. So I was like, <laughs> all
0: right, He's he like, goes wherever.
1: Cool.
0: <laughs> water on the go. Thank you. God love him. Gad love him. You know, gad <laughs> love him. So I'm, I'm double fisting hot and cold coffee.
1: Oh, sick. I got a bubbly because I ran out of my CO2 uh, canister for my aquafiz.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Best gift I've ever gotten.
0: Now, is an Aquafiz better than a SodaStream?
1: Okay. So
0: I love it. I have a no, lot I love of thoughts
1: it. on this. I love the, it. The SodaStream, I think it's it's by the same company, Aquafiz, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know what it is. But I have one. I don't know if this is like specific to Aquafiz, but I have glass bottles and those are game changers. Yeah, they're just, it's refreshing, it's delicious. I highly recommend the Aquafist. I can't speak to SodaStream. This is true. what's going to put this podcast on the map. This conversation right here. Yeah,
0: right here. This is this Joe is my, Rogan <laughs> who. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I'm, I'm kidding. And now, and now I'm going to reach out to that company for sponsorship. Just from this episode alone. We had a SodaStream for a very long time. It was a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. Um, we loved it for just like bubbly water.
1: Yeah, that's um, it. I just, if it has enough bubbles, you don't need the flavor. I want enough bubbles. I want to feel like it's like glass, like cutting up my
0: mouth. I want to feel like I need to give the biggest burp after one sip. That's what I want my body to feel like it's floating away at fucking Willy Wonka's chocolate. Dude,
1: I have started burping so much more lately, like in the past two years. I've been burping nonstop. Quinta gets so mad at me. She's just like Kate enough like just get, i'll just be in the middle of like we'll be in the writer's room and i'll be like do you guys hear that <laughs> and i love it and people get offended by it why are people you know?
0: offended by burps i mean come on if you were farting that'd be one thing but It'd a be burp, one thing i mean although like a stinky burp is real bad real bad but we have masks on it's just me dealing with the consequences there you go oh you all still wear masks in the writer's room that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's, smart. Mm-hmm. That's smart. That's smart. That's
1: smart. I think it was because I got COVID at the beginning of last season, like the oh, so second season. Fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got COVID and then we all had to work remotely and working remotely like for a uh, writer's room sucks. Like Zoom writer's rooms because you can't like riff really or like. Mm-hmm. You know how you can hear multiple things at once and process it in its own time, but you can't do that on Zoom. Like, yeah. you, good pitches just get lost. So, yeah. So we wear masks,
0: especially on Zoom. If people are talking over each other, it Zoom will just choose. They they will lower the volume automatically of other people, and they will just choose one voice. Like, mm-hmm. I guess whatever voice is the loudest. So. So I was but- fine. <laughs> So, all of your ideas made it in. Yeah. (laughs) That whole second season is just all Kate (laughs) Peter.
1: No, no. We were only, uh, (laughs) I didn't even hop on that Zoom. I was so sick from COVID. I couldn't, it knocked me right out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't haven't had it yet. Good. I hope you don't get it. Same. I mean, at this point, if I get it, I'm like, oh, it's also very possible that Kate and I and Silas and everyone in our house has already gotten it. We just weren't aware. Yeah. Uh but it, as far as like feeling something and then testing, everything's come back negative. So I don't Yeah.
1: Did don't you know. you you're all vaxxed and boosted and everything?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, baby. Quadruple vax. Quadruple vax. I'm just <laughs> indestructible. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Flip a table. Worst superhero ever. It's quad vax. <laughs> all right. So you and I first worked together at Buzzfeed. hmm Do you have uh, any recollection of like when we first met or first worked together? Yes. Let's do it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it.
1: Okay. So the first time I met you was when it was before I officially, and I think possibly before you officially worked at BuzzFeed, you were there, but were you at any point a resident before you were hired or were you hired immediately? I was
0: hired immediately. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it was, I think. Then when you were brand new, mm-hmm. like pretty new, uh, it was for, what was it called? You, you, you do, do You. You, you mm-hmm. Do You, the first the first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you were this, I keep saying stage manager. That's not, the AD. First,
0: first AD, yeah. The first AD. <laughs> I mean, very similar, very similar. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
1: So you were the first AD and yeah, you were just very like, on top of stuff, but also very funny in how, like, rigid you were being, where you were just like, all right, that's a five, and then, like, you were just funny about, I don't know, you would, like, you knew it was insane, like, some of the stuff you had to say and do, but you were, you were just being funny, but you were also being stern about it, like, keeping everyone, you're doing your job, but making it enjoyable, and I remember Quintus saying, that's TJ, he's the AD, he's great, yeah, that was my first- introduction and then mm-hmm. when I started when I came on when Garrick and I came on as residents <laughs> it's
0: just just so funny to me but yes
1: yeah, so I was a resident at BuzzFeed <laughs>
0: it's just funny where'd you do your residency BuzzFeed
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm in my Kate. residency
1: yeah <laughs> it's really hard we're doing our rounds um but, <laughs> but you we all sat in the same section uh, And I remember because we had to the first thing Garrick and I had to do was like make a video and learn how to edit it real quick just so that we understood it. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I was like, could anyone help at all? And everyone's like, we have our own jobs to do. But like everyone was helpful. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was my first recollection of you.
0: Yeah. Y'all y'all got got posted up right next to me. It's mm-hmm. like me, Derek, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, you do you, the big wedding scene, mm-hmm. reception scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that you noticed me, like, making sure the job was getting done, but also trying to keep it light, because that's something I always try, which, like, you probably know by now, because we've worked a bunch on set together at this point. But that's always what I try to do is, like, I don't want to – I've seen – I've worked with ADs that are just, like, tyrants yeah. and awful, yeah. and, like, they change the vibe of the set. And I'm like, hey – we're all here to make a movie. We're all here to make a show. We're all here mm-hmm. to just have like, yes, we have a job to get done, but this is supposed to be fun. So let's not like yeah. make it. So uh, like if things are getting done
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: can, and I can get people to do the job from respect and not fear, I would much rather do that. So yeah. that was, I'm glad that you noticed. That. No, that was,
1: that was the thing. Everyone noticed that. That was like, I don't know if people told you that enough, but that was like known like, Oh, TJ's the AD you want on your shoot for sure, because of that reason, because it is stressful to keep everyone in line and 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 also difficult because we were all friends. Like yeah. we all became such good friends. And that's tough too, because, you know, working with people who get in the zone and are brilliant and get in the zone, but then you also have to be told, all right, man, like you got to get it and we got to move on. But mm-hmm. that's tough because like we're at work, but we're also such good friends because we would leave work and immediately like, we'd even start drinking at work you know yep. what i mean <laughs> and so we would like so that was that was difficult but yeah that was um
0: yeah yeah it was a good AD. yeah well thanks thank you mm-hmm. yeah that's that, that's also what i remember you playing the well it's funny cuz i saw the the engagement video that you and ricky did on the cuz they didn't call me in to be a first ad on you do you mm-hmm. until that reception oh that was my first day on it and then from all the following days like i think it was another week or whatever shooting i was there but that was my first day as oh the
1: shit. yeah who brought you on jared oh
0: sick yeah jared brought me on how do you um, know jared I didn't, oh, you mean in BuzzFeed, like, in general? Oh, yeah. I thought you meant on you do you. Jared brought me on you do. Kevin McShane brought me in. Okay, that's what I thought. That's
1: um, what I thought. He,
0: yeah, Kevin was dating a really good friend of mine at the time, and so I knew him outside, but he and I never, like, we'd try to have conversations, but Kevin was very Kevin. Like, mm-hmm. I love Kevin McShane to death. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know him very well at that point, because he likes to keep to himself, and, and, and yeah. so he likes to do his own thing. And- he gets
1: his, like, stuff out through art. Like, yeah. that's his thing. He's, yes. like, quiet. And then I feel like you get to know him. Like, this sounds so cheesy, but you get to know him through his art. And yeah. through his, like, comics and little, yeah,
0: yeah. And I always knew because I knew that he was a big Ghostbusters fan, as I am. He is a big comic book fan, like I am. He's, like, mm-hmm. is into movies, like I am. And I was, like, somehow we could never, like, just sit down and have a conversation. And I always knew it was, like, dude, like, we could be friends, like, yeah. Like, yeah, how do I do this? And so his girlfriend at the time, my friend wrote and directed a web series and she Mm -hmm. called me up and she was like, hey, do you want to help with this? Kevin's like going to shoot it for me. I'm going to direct it. I would love for you to just like come in and kind of be like a jack of all trades person. And -hmm. I was like, yeah. And as I'm like gearing up to do this, I was like, this is it. This is my in with Kevin McShane. I know it. And so we started, and it literally was, like, the first yeah. day I was helping out, he knew that I knew, like, he noticed that I knew what I was doing, yeah. and so that's what opened the friendship, and then, like, two months later or whatever, there was a job that opened up at BuzzFeed, and he was like, I sick. think you should apply for this, and he's like, and I'll walk your resume in, and the rest, the rest is history. That's yeah. Sick. yeah. Yeah, so that's what it, and then, yeah, so I was only there. Maybe two months at that point. Um, mm-hmm. by the time they shot you to you, and uh, I remember Ella and Jared sat down with me and asked if I had first AD experience. And by that point, I was kind of just became the first AD on colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I wasn't because, there
1: for colleagues, yeah, but I heard well, a we, lot about it. Yeah,
0: we needed one because, like, Kevin was doing everything, and so I just said, "I was like, do you want a first AD?" Yeah, I was like, "Do you want me to first AD?" And he's like, "Yes, please." And so yeah. then that just kind of, and then I created a job for myself, essentially. Sick. So hell yeah, and, and was there for four years. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But oh, that's sick. Hey, Peterman, who I love mm-hmm. and adore. Uh, so <laughs> where did you? Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in a town called Kingston, Pennsylvania. Uh it is close to, it's like right over the bridge. Well, there's two bridges. Well, there's three bridges. Doesn't matter. This is really captivating content.
0: I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> it. It's,
1: uh, right across the river from Wolfsburg. Okay. And that is about 20 minutes South of Scranton, which is where the office was set. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's it that whole thing is about 2 hours north of Philly, Philly so northeastern pennsylvania
0: nice was writing always the interest and always the goal for you or did you find yourself loving that as you went on
1: no so look, i will make this as abridged as possible but
0: don't worry you go on girl this is this is your show you do it shut up tj
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> uh so no, I remember being in, so I have ADHD, which I got diagnosed with later in life, which I, yes, I believe so many of us do because it wasn't like, a think it was, a, you know, mainly people only look at as boys, like young boys who are hyperactive as having ADHD. Um, I also had like, I don't know what it was, but I had a hard time. Well, I think it was just ADHD. I had a hard time focusing on reading and stuff like that. And I remember my second grade teacher uh, was passing out Paddington Bear books that we were all going to do reports on, book reports on. And she was calling names out of the hat and then they got their first pick. So it was like, luck of the draw, you got pick of the litter. And I was like, waiting for my name, never got called. And then at the end, in front of the whole class, she goes, here, this one's for you. It has more pictures in it. And I think you should read it with your mom. And I was like, Yo, this bitch just called me stupid in front of the whole class. That's truly what happened. Wow. Yeah, and so my and so my parents were like, "What the hell?" And oh, at that time, I had tested into the gifted program, so I was in. That was the gifted program that she just decided I wasn't like smart enough to be in. Wow. And I, in retrospect, I now realize that that like really shook my confidence when it came to like honestly like reading and writing, and so. I had like a, a tutor and I had to like leave the class to go get like testing done, which also sucks because there wasn't enough, like an understanding of at the time, like, you know, what that meant or anything. And so there was a lot of shame involved and now it's like totally different. It's just people's brains work differently or whatever. So, but at the time there was a lot of shame. And so I just didn't have a lot of confidence with it, and then when I was in eleventh grade, we did this playwriting. We did I did creative writing, and my teacher, my creative writing teacher, was a notorious like straight shooting asshole. Like, like that was his thing. He was just like he didn't care about feelings. It was just like to the point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I did. uh, We had to do like a playwriting section of the creative writing, and I did like a monologue, a scene, all this sort of stuff. And he said it was the funniest submission he's ever gotten like the funniest packet he's ever gotten and I was like that I had a little bit more confidence that I was funny and so then when I went to college I went to college uh for theater and you know different time I guess sometimes I like to believe that I just got out of college but it was a different time and uh there was a lot of like body shaming going on about like oh you have to be a certain size Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I would get like in classes I would always get picked to do the showcase like at the end of every semester people got picked to do a showcase so I always got picked for my classes but I was never getting cast in the plays like the main plays and I did talk to one professor and was like why and -hmm. she basically said I used to be your size here's what your dinner plate should look like
0: She said it,
1: she said it in a more tactful way than I just said it, but that's as tactful as you could be while also saying something truly shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck everyone here. I'm gonna write my own stuff. I'm going to do my own stuff because you can't say I can't be cast in something that I wrote for myself. And then once I started writing, I was like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. This is sick, and then you get to kind of like play all the characters, you know, because you're writing it. And so then, yeah, then I moved out here, wanted to do improv um too expensive, and so I did stand up, yeah. <laughs> which is a perfect combination, kind of, but that's its own art form, and I never loved it. I just wanted to meet people and like try it, and it, it i you have to love it because it's mm-hmm. so hard, yeah. And then I got a job at BuzzFeed where I was able to write and act and like figure all that. I get basically BuzzFeed was great because it was one of those things where you got to work with other people. It was like a crash course in script writing. So I had no fucking clue what I was doing before that. And then you got your idea right from like inception of the idea to like completion, in like a day. And -hmm. you got that stuff out. And so that was that. Yeah, and so now I like I like doing all of it, but that is a I gave more details than I meant to. But there we go. That is. no, that's
0: that's no, that's exactly like what I wanted to hear. That's that's awesome. That's so interesting about your college experience. Wow, how shitty. Yeah, you're right. It's a different time, but that doesn't make it any less shitty.
1: I know. It's also wild too because like I'm I would look back then on like pictures of myself in college, and I'm like bitch what were you talking about like what what were you talking about i had an eating disorder at the time too so it only like played into that but they were like it wasn't just like it it was so you have to be like don't eat basically it's just don't eat
0: you have to be a barbie doll
1: you have to be skinny yeah and not everyone is built like that and so it was yeah it was it was really wild
0: that's crazy that's ridiculous Well, but good on you for being like, fuck you all, I'm going to go do my thing, and you can all suck it. Like, that's that's good for you.
1: It still fucked me up a little bit, but I was also just like, well, I've been trying as hard as possible to correct exactly what you're saying. And it's, this is as good as it's going to get. I'm not going to not act and do stuff just because of this,
0: you know? Which is so uh, I don't that that's so shitty. That's so I shitty. I know. But, I know. Well, I you, you you have persevered and you have you have risen to the top. I was actually when this morning Kate was like, "Oh, who are you interviewing today?" I was like, oh, Kate Peterman." And she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I love <laughs> Kate Peterman." She's like, "She's really funny," and I was like, "I uh-huh. know." Every uh-huh. time, any every time you pop up on Abbott. Mm-hmm. Kate is like, oh, like she's like, Kate's in this episode. She, Hell yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> wife is like one of your biggest fans. She, you're so hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, she's amazing. That's
1: um, sick. I love her. That's so yeah. nice to hear.
0: So, uh, but yeah, so we, we, we love you over here in the Marchbank household. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll show you the shrine later. So, but you went to college, speaking of college, you went to college in Philly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You, and that's where you met Quinta.
1: Yeah, that's what we did. Uh, We were on the improv team together, uh, and then we didn't go to enough (laughs) rehearsals. And so we both got removed from the improv team at the same time.
0: Fair, fair, fair.
1: (laughs) But we always loved each other's like, and, and not even loved, we respected each other's sense of humor. And it was one of like the cleanest forms of respect possible you know what I mean where it was just like I don't know it was just we really like when we would get to do a scene together in improv we were psyched and then it when we would do like improv shows and stuff I was if like Quinta couldn't make one I'd be like damn it and -hmm. vice versa and then and then we kept in touch for a while and I remember when I was trying to figure out if I should like what city I should move to I like Facebook messaged her and I was like It was just immediate, like a friendship built on the respect of comedy. And we both had the same respect for comedy, I guess. Yeah. And so we were able to talk like, yeah, just openly about that. And so then when I was out here, she hit me up like a couple months after moving out here and was like, I'm doing a sketch show at the comedy store. Do you want to be in it? And I was like, yeah. She's like, do you want to help me write it? I was like, fuck yeah. And then she was like, okay, cool. It's tomorrow night. Uh (laughs) She told she had messaged me at like 8 p.m. Oh shit. And it was the following night at probably 8 p.m. So you
0: have 12 hours? 24. Oh 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's math. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Your math is better. Tell that to my second grade teacher. I like the idea of twelve hours though, because it's it it raises the stakes.
1: It does. It does. As if
0: well, twenty four, have- anybody could do twenty four. Twelve, now we're talking.
1: Well, you factored in sleep. You actually yeah. your your response, your math included union rules.
0: Actually, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve hour turnaround. Let's, that's how that's how my brain always works. I'm always working with the union rules. Uh huh. That's a good. Yeah, let's go with that one. Yep, that's that's what it was.
1: So. Uh, Yeah so I went over and my other my one of my best friends from college was in town who was like I was also close with and we had the same sense of humor and so we wrote this show very quickly we experienced Quint is very good at seeing the good in things and I'm very good at seeing the bad in things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I was like they are not laughing someone audibly said I'm bored in the (laughs) middle of it. So not everyone was laughing, but a lot of people were laughing. But I, of course, I zoned in on the people who weren't. And Quinta was like, many people are. We are funny. Yeah. And then we were just instant buddies after that.
0: And we're just like, all right, this is it. Yeah. I mean, I just from being an outsider, looking at the two of you and working with the two of you, you definitely, your humor and her humor isn't always necessarily the same type of humor. Yeah. But they complement each other so well. And yeah. that, like you just use a great example of she sees the good and you see the bad. And that actually works really well because like mm-hmm. then you're able to be like, OK, those people who didn't laugh, how do we get those people? Yeah.
1: You know? and so
0: and that that's really that's really awesome. Like I've always I mean, I love your work separate from Quinta. I love Quinta's work separate from you. But like when you guys are together, mm-hmm.
1: like it's
0: like a powerhouse. It's it's oh. you're, you're fucking unstoppable. And it's oh, I, thanks, I love man. it. I love it. I love it.
1: It's it's so nice when you get to find someone that you have that like comedy bond with. You know yeah. what I mean? I've I've had it a few times in my life and it's nice. It's nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so then when you got to Buzzfeed, that was through Quinta, yes? Like that's mm-hmm. the what led you to BuzzFeed was Quinta. Now did did you was that because of you do you? Like did you or were you just in did you help <laughs> write the first one?
1: No, so okay. I I I did a stand-up show downtown and with Brittany Ashley. Oh,
0: okay. and
1: she just she knew I was friends with like Quinta and then she wrote the first you do you and mm-hmm. she just wrote me in it. Um, because I had done other like little videos that they brought me in because I was also friends with uh, Justin Tan through stand up and so Justin brought Quinta on and then I would be in a few videos. So then, yeah. So Brittany Ashley wrote me into it. And then uh, I got more people, like, became aware of, of like, I got to meet more people. And they saw what I could do and what I could, like, bring to the table. And then I, it was easier for Quinta than bring me in to write. Um, that's what Garrick and I got brought in for is, like, Resident Writers for Broke,
0: the series yeah, she did. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And it was also such a crazy experience because we all had to most people besides the writers at buzzfeed had to be a jack of all trades <laughs> we were useless unless we were writing <laughs> or like taste testing an egg or some shit like we were not we yeah so you guys had you guys had it much
0: harder yeah we had i mean we were and then people would be all tripped out when we'd ask for some pre-production imagine that <sighs> How dare how dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Uh so then you were a BuzzFeed for how long?
1: Three and a half
0: years. Were you part of the layoffs in 2019 when I got laid off? hmm Okay. Yeah. So we we both got we both got and at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I knew it was coming too.
0: Oh, me too. Oh, you kidding? Yeah. From the moment that like Jonah's email came out of like, hey, we're gonna be doing these layoffs. I was like, well, I'm out. There's no way that they're going to keep me. Yep. So I knew knew it. And like Silas is only like a month plus old. And I was just like, I got to come up with a plan right now.
1: There was, I wasn't even mad that I got laid off because quite honestly, I was so tired. A nine to six work day for a creative job that didn't necessarily have structure. It was just like, Hey, be creative from the hours of nine to six, mm-hmm. and then not really any. I'm fine. I'm. I love working long hours. Quite honestly, I like that if it means I get to be doing what I love. But there was there were so many shifts happening, and you're just so tired from filling up the time and like doing busy work. And so I wasn't even trying my hardest to find another lane. Uh, and so I was. I welcomed the layoff. I was like, yeah, give me that severance and it was really good severance and then but I the only thing I was genuinely mad at like for real mad at was that you got laid off you just had a fucking baby and then I was also really really mad about Kate and Jared yeah because they had just moved I I just thought that was I'm not going to air all their shit out but I I, like that I was pretty furious about that I know they
0: yeah, they packed up and moved to Austin to like basically start or, yeah. or like raise up that office, and then they... yeah,
1: two kids fully moved away from everybody, all their connections. Huge move, mm-hmm. and then they both get laid off. That is fucked. I was like, it was fucked up. That and I get it. It's a company. I get it, but it didn't start that way, and so that's what was, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I definitely. I already had it in my head that I was only going to give it another year. Yeah. Um, Everyone was
1: ready to set sail. It was
0: just like, I was getting so burnt out and it's not what I wasn't. I wasn't getting opportunities to direct. And every time I would like pitch something or write something, it would almost get green lit, And then there was always like something that would hold it back because my manager who shall not be named um, was not Kevin McShane at the time, uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wanted to keep me in the lane of being a first AD. Uh, mm. and I didn't want to stay in that lane. I wanted to start creating. I yeah. am also a creator and it was try, it was like hard to yeah convey that to people because yeah. everyone had it burnt in their brain that that's what I was, was mm-hmm. an AD. And so I just kept, I, it was just became too much and too hard and like I couldn't do it. So, but because my wife had just given birth, I was like, I'll give it another year. Throughout mm-hmm. that year, I'll figure out my freelance track, I'll figure out what I'm yeah. gonna do and all this other stuff. Cut to a month and a half later, the universe was like, Oh no, no, you're not gonna have another year. You're 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 on your own right now. So dude. Yeah.
1: Wild.
0: Yeah, and it was crazy.
1: Were you working? Were you able to find like freelance work after getting laid off?
0: I was, I, because the severance was so good and they, they had to, I never took a day off or barely ever. So I had over a hundred hours of PTO that I had accrued that they had to pay me for. They had to pay me the, the regular severance, which was like four months pay or whatever, like that, because I was there for four years. Yeah, Plus I had two plus weeks left in my paternity leave. That I hadn't taken. So they had to pay me out on that too. So my severance was very good.
1: Yeah. And then we were on their payroll until April and then we got severance. So we got laid off at the end of January and then we still got paid for three months. Yep. Or maybe it was April. Maybe it was the beginning of April. I can't remember, but we still got paid. And then the months. I will say I was there for three and a half years, but I don't think they counted my residency. So they only gave me the severance for. Three years when I was there for three and a half, I remember being like, "That's
0: cute." (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was, but yeah. So because of that, I I had a whole plan, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a month off and just be a dad. I'm going to have that time with my son, my Mm -hmm. newborn son, and then starting March first, I will be. I will throughout that month. I will book gigs. And starting mm-hmm. March first, I will make sure that I am like w- have freelance gigs all the way through June. yeah, and that's what I did. And like Sick. the first the first thing I ended up working on in March was like a a comedy central skit thing with Justin and Zach. Oh, sick! So yeah, so that was like the first thing. It was like perfect, perfectly timed, and that was because I ran into Zach at, at like Golden Road or someplace,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I you know the layoffs. I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm doing freelance." And he was like, "What are you? Uh, what are you doing in March?" And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm available. Let's do it." Yeah, sick. So, yeah, so it, it that that worked out. So you did you yeah you you got laid off from BuzzFeed. So what from BuzzFeed to Abbott? Like, yeah. what, what was the 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 trail and the path there? Like, what were you doing with all of that extra oh time? Oh, boy. So,
1: from... <laughs> oh, so boy. I did a couple freelance things. I did a few more freelance things for BuzzFeed. I wanted to be like, man, fuck you guys. Even though I didn't feel that way, I was mm-hmm. just mad that I got laid off and not even. Like, I, I was just mad at my circumstances. I genuinely... Uh, a lot of people have their own feelings about it. I wasn't angry at BuzzFeed until,
0: no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. (laughs) No,
0: I thought we were about to get some dirt. (laughs) No,
1: no, no. There were, no, I mean, it's a, it's a company, it's a business. I get all of that and I appreciated a lot of stuff that I got from there, but after getting laid off, I did a few freelance things, uh, and like little odd jobs that I could take. I did a one person show a couple times and then, then it was (sighs) 2020, (laughs) things were supposed to be heating up. But then the pandemic happened and that was the only time that I was like, because I was on unemployment then and got the like pandemic like assistance and Mm -hmm. all of that. And I was like, I'm making more money now than I ever made in my life. It was more than I made at BuzzFeed. It was it was more money than I've ever like ever made. And I was like, this is a lifesaver because I don't know what would have happened Otherwise, like I would have had to, I mean, it would have been fine. I would have just had to find a BuzzFeed equivalent type of job, yeah. but I was trying not to do that. I was, cause I wanted to just write. I didn't particularly want to write for another internet company or a startup. So I was trying to be selective, but I was like, well, I might not be able to be selective anymore. But then the pandemic happened. I was just writing and stuff like that. And then Quinta was developing, developing Abbott just as like a pilot by 2021 it got picked up like the pilot they were going to film the pilot that's when and she wanted me to write for it the entire time but i remember being like cuz that had happened before and other shows had like fallen through or like you get close and it doesn't work out or whatever and i remember at one point during the pandemic walking back from throwing my trash out in the dumpster and being like what the fuck am i doing with my life like what is what am i going to do and I think it was like two weeks later Quinta was like hey could you audition for this part real quick we're kind of having a bit of a hard time finding someone for it and I was like yeah and so I was able to meet like she wanted me to write on it regardless but I was able to meet the showrunners and the director and be on tv which was sick you know and then yeah then it got picked up and then we started that that filmed like the last week of March 2021 and the first week of April because I remember I was there for two days right before my birthday, the sixth and the seventh of April, mm-hmm. and then it got picked up like greenlit for to go to series by the end of May, like at upfronts, and so we were in the room by June
0: Whoa, in the writers' room. That's mm-hmm. a that's a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah. And didn't that premiered in like December, right?
1: Yeah. The pilot Whoa. in December. And then they re-aired the pilot in January of 2022. Yeah. And then we had 13 episodes that first season. And then let's see, that ended. We were out of the room because we we wrote from June to towards the end of October. It was like 20 weeks. And then, you know, we didn't know if we were going to get it a... because we didn't know anything that first season when we were writing. We we're like, I don't know. We might never come back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We didn't really think that. But we were like, but who knows? You never yeah. know. Yeah. um And so then we were off until April of 2022, like end of April, April 25th. We came back to back in the writer's room and then we're there until end of January of this year. Yeah, writing because we had 22 episodes, which was
0: wild to do
1: 22 episodes, especially when we'd get in there and be like, "All right, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> that's like that's 66 stories at minimum A, yeah. B, and C."
0: <sighs> that's yeah. a lot.
1: It's a lot. That's a lot. But I mean, I'm not complaining at all. It's it's the best job in the world. It's the yeah. best job ever.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous. That, I can't even imagine. Like that. That sounds so to be like a fly on the wall in a room like that, like watching the show and being like, oh man, I would love to see like the thought process of how these things, that is so Mm -hmm. cool to me. And I also like, when I watch Abbott, I think about you and Quinta and Justin and and Garrett and all these people in the room that I know. I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Like to see this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think besides there being like structure, you know what I mean? Like, Quinta knows what she wants, which is mm-hmm. really helpful. She knows what she wants, what she doesn't like. She's obviously not and never has been wishy-washy. And so she- Quinta? I know. If you could wrap your head around <laughs> it. <laughs> so <laughs> she knows what she wants. And then we have people in there who have been doing this for a while and they're like experts at this, you know. And then we have people like a bunch of us are is our first room. Mm-hmm. And then there are some of us who have been on like really prestige like other prestigious shows and other people who have been on really good shows and not necessarily like the best work environment so everyone has all of there's all these different perspectives which is great and then there's like just a communal like respect for each other and so even when a, a pitch bombs I believe that there there is no mean spirit in in the room so like if you say something and people are like oh A lot of times, yeah, you'll get made fun of a little bit, maybe, but Mm -hmm. just in like, like, could you walk that out? What do you think you're pitching? You know, like joking like that. But I definitely I think I think I pitch the most bombs, like the most, like just whoops. (laughs) Could have been an inside thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do think that everyone is so kind, like genuinely kind and genuinely funny that they're able to be like, hmm. So it's not that but I see how you got there. And I actually, it makes me think of this. And Mm -hmm. then people are like, Oh, that's not it necessarily either. Maybe it's this. And so it's a constant build and it's like a real team effort and it's sick. And I also think some of us did that at Buzzfeed when we all worked together. I do think that that was, so it's not like this world that you've never been a part of before. It's just already established that we got to like step into, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: And we got the expertise. Of people who have been doing it, yeah, and had a showrunner. We have mm-hmm. look, we have showrunners and then like creators, and so there's a there is a hierarchy, but the hierarchy really only applies to their expertise. it Like everyone kind of stays in their lane, and everyone's respectful. I don't know. It's a great fucking. <laughs> I that's feel bad, awesome. like, but I but basically, what I'm saying is like we you have experienced that before. Mm-hmm. It's not like a totally different place. Like that's how we would brainstorm like you, meet Steven and Kelsey, that's how we would oh, brainstorm yeah. stuff, you yeah. know, like in the moment.
0: Yeah, that's or, true.
1: Or in the moment when like, if we were doing like opposite sex roommates or something like that, like we would be in the moment doing that and be like, oh, that's funny. Let's do this. And it was never like, yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. great. I mean, it's so, it's also cool to, cause you hear horror stories, you hear horror stories about people being in, in terrible rooms and things like that. So to hear that, that environment is so open, with yeah, a lot of like people, like you said, being their first room, and a lot of people who are veterans, and just like everybody yeah. kind of coming together and having such a great relationship and having a nice vibe for the room. It's like no wonder the fucking show is like, yeah, still in the game and running the world right now because the room is this great vibe, and that's yeah, you're you're creating this amazing show and this amazing work because. The core of it, the start of it in that room is already like such a great environment. And that's, cool. mm-hmm. that's
1: yeah i had a I had a coworker, a co- one of the writers was just like, "It's all downhill from here. Any job you go to next will not be as good as this. So it kind of <laughs> it's cool that it's your first job, but it sucks that it's your first, job. yeah,
0: hopefully, whatever job yeah. you move on to next, it's not, you know, it's not yeah. so awful and it is better. Maybe you'll be the showrunner, and you'll create that vibe of of good. That'd be sick. Good juju. Yeah, there you go. So, okay, I gotta ask. You're, you're a big. You're a big Office fan. Yeah, I'm a big Office fan. Mm-hmm. What was what has it been like to work with Genselada and Randall Einhorn?
1: They are perfect. Yeah, they are perfect people.
0: <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing.
1: So Randall is the coolest person ever Mm -hmm. he like when he's not working and filming he's on the river like on the river rapids and stuff i've been to his house he's just so fucking cool his family is delightful he lives like a life that i would love to live such a good like work-life balance and such good taste and stuff and i loved hearing stories about the office so one of our uh, one of our focus pullers, our mm-hmm. ACAM focus puller, um, also worked on The Office, right? And so yeah. the stress relief part one episode where the, it's the fire thing, yes. you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I the know. The fake fire. Yeah.
1: And there's a moment where Kevin is running out of from the annex through the kitchen. And he hits and the, the camera guy. That's Randall. He hits Randall. Randall didn't let go of the camera and and chris the um the focus puller puts his hand out and catches randall and lifts him back up that's when i heard that i was like i need everyone's autograph yeah <laughs> because also like that's how randall is with like getting the shot he's like jumping over fences jumping through windows like he'll do whatever he I feel like he feels better when he walks away with like a battle wound from getting the shot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that's what's so cool about like working with him is that I constantly think I've done something wrong. Like if someone comes up and asks me a question and he doesn't, he, he likes a challenging script. He likes a challenge. Cause he's like, that's fun. That's how, how, you know what I mean? How else are you going to like learn and grow? And he's got mm-hmm. such a good, he's, the fucking man and i love him so much and then jen is i had like a spiritual experience meeting jen because she directed my first episode of television ever
0: that's i mean and she was
1: one of the showrunners of the office
0: with uh with paul paul lieberstein yeah
1: and it was so amazing because she is so much like me we are both kind of like giggly and a little bit like all over the place and kind of like uh like and then laughing at stuff because we're also keeping ourselves from saying awful like jokes, like awful jokes. It's she's just so great and she loves there's no ego involved with her at all. Like she yeah. just what funny is funny and the funniest thing wins and Having her specifically ask for like an alt for something, me giving it to her and then her being like, oh, that's funny was so, so amazing. Oh my God, like, I
0: can't even imagine. She wow. wrote
1: She wrote Benny Hanna Christmas. Mm-hmm. She wrote, her and Paul wrote Beach Day. or She wrote some of like the greatest stuff on that show. Yeah. And it's sick to work with her. And then I <laughs> self-appointed her. My mentor. And, and I was like, you don't get to say you are my mentor now. <laughs> I love that. And so when things happen, I'll just, I'll like message her and just be like, what do I do? What do I do? What, how do I like navigate this? And she's just so great and so deeply funny. And then she, at one point, we were all this, is, I feel like she'll be fine with me telling this story, but we were in the writer's room, season one. <laughs> And she was, she directed two episodes, season one. And so, okay. So one of the writers was like, I think Jen just walked by, but I don't know if it was her. And I was like, what, what did she look like? He's like, she was blonde. She walked up, got confused, doubled back a few times, walked the other way, and then turned around and walked back laughing. I was like, that's Jen. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Chaos. I love her. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, man. I can't. I, because I remember when you posted about like your first episode airing mm-hmm. and when like the opening credits started and said directed by Jensla, I Im- immediately like I was sitting next to Kate and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, and knowing how big of an office fan you are, you and yeah. I have had many an office conversation. Yes. I was just like, I can't, like, I felt so incredibly happy and proud for you, mm-hmm. but also it was like, I bet Kate just had the like was in fucking heaven. I bet you were just like losing <laughs> your goddamn mind
1: in heaven. And all of the the my showrunners, the other writers, all knew I was going to be in heaven because I talk about The Office constantly. Yeah, and like quote it or sometimes someone will have a pitch. I'm like, ah, it happened on The Office. Can't do it. You know what I mean? And because uh, I feel like I'm in. An encyclopedia of the office because I just love it so much. Yeah. yeah, it was it was awesome, and it's also really cool because this is obviously a mockumentary as well. Like Abbott is a mockumentary as well, and we have a ton of people that came over from the office, like mm-hmm. you know Randall and Jen, Chris, like I said, and then we have Matt Sohn, he's a director, I believe he was an editor on the Office. We have mm-hmm. a bunch of people like that, Ken Whittingham, also Claire. Scanlon Claire Scanlon oh,
0: Claire Scanlon she was an editor on the office too wasn't she yeah Claire yeah.
1: Scanlon yeah, yeah yeah and she's a director and she's like sick she's so cool and yeah. it's jarring to be able to like I have to like take a second sometimes to be like this is insane this is insane to yeah. be able
0: to be in this place. Well, you're but... officially a, a colleague of theirs. You're a peer of theirs now. On <laughs> <a professional laughs> Never in level. my mind.
1: Never but in like, my but mind. That's,
0: but that's the thing. It's like, but yeah. yes, not in your mind. I mean, and right. I would be in the same thing. I'm like, no, I'm not. But, yeah. like, but just knowing their work and, and admiring their work for so long and then trying to put yourself in that mindset of like, oh, wait, but but you are. Like, you're, you're making a show with Randall Einhorn and Jen Salata. Like, that's-, that's wild. That's pretty freaking cool. Like you're on that level like that to to, to work with them on a professional level is so cool and so awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's funny because it doesn't, I I don't think it means a lot for someone to tell who's been established and been around for so long to look at someone else and be like, you're funny or that's funny. It means so much to me when they would say, you know what I mean? Like that was just such a Because, you know, you know, in the creative field, there's so much doubt and you could get in your own way and be like, no, 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 no. That's corny. I can't do that. That's cheesy. That's not good. But to say something and be nervous about it and then have someone that you that like made a show that is one of the biggest influences in your life. Mm -hmm. Say you're funny or, or say that's good or something. It's like it's a it's a sick feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. That's so awesome. i I watch Abbott. One, it's just a fucking incredible show. But two, it warms my heart so much to see you and Quinta and Garrett and just just these people I know and respect and love, who are also just incredibly talented to like see you guys succeed on this level is so heartwarming and i'm so fucking proud of you all oh and it's just so cool thank you watch and see this happen like it is really awesome thank you yeah i mean you guys are fucking killing it and keep killing it and you're running the fucking world right now
1: that makes me feel so good thank you
0: good i'm i'm glad like i yeah i i just i hope that you you all know that this is like what you i mean i'm sure you understand that what you have right now is very special but like also Mm -hmm. that like other people also notice this it's yeah that's sick fucking cool all right rapid fire here we go god i'm so scared everybody gets these questions uh as i call this my james lipton section because some of them i love it Stole from James Lipton. Um, (laughs) I'll spare you my James Lipton my James Lipton impression. What's What's one thing you really want to do that you haven't yet? Could be professional, could be just in life. Make a movie. Boom. Do you prefer movies or TV? TV. Nice. And what is your favorite TV show
1: of all time or currently?
0: Whichever. How about both of all time and currently?
1: God. Okay. Uh, The Office of all time. And 30 Rock is a very close second. And uh, currently, the other two, it just ended. And this sucks, but Love Island. I'm loving Love Island. It's I know. I know. But I love it. <laughs> I love reality because it gives me such a... I don't know. It's like such a is a character study, you know what but I mean? I mean, it
0: makes sense you you work in TV and you're coming up with creative stories all the time, so like to take a break from a narrative and watch like mm-hmm. a reality like that makes total sense. So I get it. What's your favorite curse word?
1: What's my favorite curse word? I I wish I didn't say bitch so much. I feel like bitch is my most frequent and I don't like it. I don't think cuz I it, I don't like when men say it. So I feel like I want I don't want to feel them to feel comfortable saying it because I say it uh so let's just go with a classic
0: cunt <laughs>
1: just kidding <laughs> I, I'd say probably like awesome, damn it's not even a curse word but I like it
0: there you go yeah yeah although I do I do like the let's just go with a classic <laughs> but it's gotta be it's gotta be not just cut. it's gotta be classic, classic. Cunt. that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is yeah. Oh shit, that's funny. Uh, okay, what's your favorite insults, whether to give or receive? Uh, um,
1: <laughs> what's wrong with you? That's my favorite <laughs> to give or receive because it's lighthearted. It's not a real insult, but it's yeah. so funny to ask someone like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah.
0: yeah, that's good. I love that. What or who is your biggest inspiration?
1: My dad. <laughs>
0: That's a great answer. There yeah. You go. Nailing it. Okay. Final one. What's something that you love unconditionally? Peter. I knew it. That. I knew. <laughs> I knew that was going to be. Peter,
1: honestly, and comedy. I know that's yeah. so like, oh, whatever, but it is. It is. It just. Yeah. Ah, it just is because even when you're super duper sad and you're really fucking low and then you just have one thing to like lift you out to me, it's like always been a lifeline. And that also ties back into why my dad is my biggest inspiration. Because when I think of something that I want to make or I think of a joke I want to make, I think of my dad Mm -hmm. and I think of like someone who works his whole life at a job. He's retired now, but like at a job he didn't care for and that didn't care about him coming home and watching something to take him away.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what
1: I mean? And to to lighten the mood. And so I think that all ties together.
0: That's a great fucking answer. That's amazing. And like, yeah, I mean, comedy saves lives. That's what (laughs) I say. I think comedy (laughs) saves lives.
1: Yeah, I, I You know. Not the same way like doctors do. Sometimes I hear people. No, like, no, no. What no, we're no. doing is the same. It's like, no. No, no, no. No, not not in that way. If no, someone's no. having like a stroke, you're not going to be like, where's a comedian? Yeah. <laughs> someone, is there?
0: Yeah. If if someone <laughs> is having a heart attack on the plane, you don't stand yeah. up. And is there yeah. a comedian in the house? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Peterman. I love and adore you. Oh, I hope. Teach. I hope you know. It's right that.
1: back at you.
0: I'm so incredibly proud of you and everything that you've done. And. Abbott is such a great show, and it's so cool to to see your work on camera and off. Thanks, uh, man. So it's great, and it's great to see you. And It's
1: so great to see you. I miss you, man. I
0: miss you, too, and hopefully see you in person very soon.
1: Sick. Yeah. I hope so, too. All right. Yeah. I got to run. Right. I have to go get a tattoo. Yo,
0: Go go get your tattoo. Go get inked.
1: Oh. I'm going to go get inked, dude. All right. Yeah.
0: Ah. Bye, dude. Bye. That was Kate Peterman. Gad Lover. I love her. Always fun sitting down with Kate, chatting, and catching up. She's just a blast. She's a great person and funny and just some incredible stories. She's just always got some fun stories, and that's one of the reasons why I had her on the podcast. Put out some good vibes at the SAG strike end soon, and everybody can get back into production, and we can see Abbott Elementary again. Well, that's it for Coworked. Thank you so much for stopping by, and we'll see you next time.